0: Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. we We're just going to start reading in verse 35 this morning. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. What I want to talk to you about today is why we need the Spirit. You know, you can live your life a couple different ways as a Christian. You can be the kind of Christian that struggles with every little problem that comes up and you're just always in a in a sense of distress, or you can live a victorious Christian life, and even though you still have tribulations, you still have struggles, you take them in stride, and you just you just move on to the next thing. You know, there's a way that Jesus told us to live our life, and he said, Take no thought for tomorrow. Now, what did he mean by that? What was the point? He said, Well, what he wanted you to understand was that. You didn't need to worry about what you were going to do tomorrow or how you were going to do it or how these problems in your life were going to be worked out. What He wanted you to do was just come to Him with your problems. Turn them over to Him and then leave them there. Don't pick them back up when you walk out. And that's hard to do sometimes. You know, because we, we make all of this stuff personal. And sometimes it is personal. Sometimes we just need to learn how, though, to to lay it down. And there's, you know, very few problems in our life that within our own power, our own abilities and our own strength, that we can actually do any good. So if you are trying to do those things in your own power, that's where all this struggle comes in. Now I want y'all to really understand what I'm talking about today. Have y'all ever met somebody that just seems like their life is in constant turmoil? Seems like every time you turn around, there's some kind of major crisis going on. And I look at my own life, you know, and yeah, I have problems here and there, but I don't understand why they always have problems, you know. But what God showed me is that there's two ways you can live. You say being a Christian doesn't mean that you are trying to live in the Spirit necessarily. And I want to explain this so that the youngest person here can understand. I don't want there to be any confusion. You see, being a Christian, there's, there's some things that happen when you accept Jesus as your Savior. First of all, you're born again. You're a new creation is what the Word tells us. The old man has passed away. Behold, all things become new. So it's like you're starting over. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you in measure, okay? The Word tells you this. It's something you can believe in. You don't have to doubt in any way because it happens. The reason why you know this happens is because from that point on when... When someone speaks under the anointing, the spirit that is now within you should bear witness with the spirit that, that the guy's preaching with, right? You know, then when somebody prays and the, the Holy Spirit is there in that prayer, you will sense the presence of the Holy Spirit because that same spirit is within you. Now, see, you have a little bit of that spirit in you because you are now part of a new family. You're part of the kingdom of God. But that doesn't mean that you actually try to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. Y'all have heard me quote this Scripture many times. There's the one Scripture that says, if you walk after the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But yet, I know a lot of Christians, and I've, Guilty of the same thing as many times in my life. Even though I'm a Christian, I still have fulfilled the lust of the flesh. So there's there's a difference there, isn't there? Even though I'm a Christian, I call myself a child of God, that does not mean I'm walking in the Spirit. What I want you to see and understand today is that these two different ways you can live your life make all the difference in the world because as you begin to try to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit, you get access to this new power that you didn't have before. You see, the opportunity for you to be more than a conqueror comes into focus. There is now this new source of power that gives you the opportunity to live a victorious Christian life. And that means you're able to overcome things that you couldn't in the natural. You know, there's some things that in the natural I don't need any help with. I can do it on my own. But there's a whole lot I can't. And you know, you may know somebody. You may have been one of these people. You may be able to say, Oh yeah, I know so and so that, that has some sort of problem in their life that they just can't seem to get over. It may be an addiction. It may be some character flaw that they're born with. Whatever you want to say that it might be. The point is is that through the natural, they cannot overcome that thing. But I want to uh, encourage you today and let you know that you don't have to live in the natural. You can live in the Spirit. And through the Spirit, you now have access to abilities and power and strength that you didn't have access in any other way. You see, it's not you anymore that is the hindering factor. There is no hindering factor when the Holy Spirit begins to work and move in your life. If you allow Him to. You see, the Jews believed in obeying the law. Think God any of us that have read any portion of the Bible understand what I'm talking about. You know, the Jews understood about the Ten Commandments and all the law in Leviticus and everything that that God gave to the people through Moses. They knew about all that, and they believed that in order to live the kind of life that God expected to them, they had to adhere to the law in every way they could. They had to perform all these rituals... There were certain things they couldn't do, certain things they had to do. They just had to adhere to that law in every aspect of their life. They believed that was the thing that made them different from everybody else. Well, you know, when Jesus came, He kind of shook things up a little bit. You see, no longer from that point did it have anything to do with your works, what you did. It had to do with Grace. How many of y'all understand what grace is? You see, if you don't understand grace, we need to to have some some lessons taught on grace. Because grace is the the chief cornerstone of our belief, is knowing that that Jesus died for our sins and gave us something we didn't deserve. Grace is how we now come into the kingdom of God. It's, It's through his shed blood and that gift of eternal life notice I said gift you know you don't earn gifts they're just given to you a lot of times people won't even let you not accept them They know you're going to take it here it's a gift you see it's a, it's given to you it did not matter what you did you know I give gifts to my kids because I love my kids not because they did good in school or, or anything I just give them gifts because they're mine I love them and it's the same way with God. But you see, the Jews wanted to keep that law. They wanted to... You see, that's something they had control over. But you know, last time I checked, there was only one person that ever came and lived a perfect life that could adhere to that law on every point, and that was Jesus. And the word tells us that if you've kept the law in every point but one, then you're guilty of all of it. So you see, these Jews were trying to, to do what they thought they needed to do, but they were trying to do it in the natural. And you know, to some extent, they could do that. You all understand what I'm saying? To some extent, they can keep that law. But nobody's perfect. At some point, you're going to fail. At some point, you're going to miss something. You're going to slip up and do something you shouldn't have done or or not do something you should have done. So you see, in the natural, you can come close, but there's always something that's going to hinder you. But you see, when you walk in the Spirit... You don't worry about that stuff anymore. I want y'all to understand something today about, uh, not only about grace, but about liberty. You see, there's a certain amount of liberty that as a Christian, I don't have to be so concerned with how much I sin or what I've done. I don't want y'all to misunderstand me. I'm not trying to tell you there's a license to sin. But what I want y'all to know is that, It doesn't matter if I sin tomorrow because I can receive forgiveness. You see, I don't have to live in bondage thinking if I mess up one time, that's it. I don't have to worry about that. You know, some people believe that if you were to use a cuss word today talking to somebody and before you had an opportunity to ask forgiveness, you died in a car wreck, they believe you're going to hell. That's bondage. You see, what does the Word tell us that Jesus came to do? It said He came to set the captives free. He came to repair the brokenhearted. Well, to me, that sounds like I'm still captive if I'm so worried about losing my salvation. But see, walking in the Spirit having communion, daily communion with the Spirit, I can release that fear. I can get over all that bondage that the world has tried to place on me. You see, I'm not trying to tell you it's okay to sin today, but what I'm trying to tell you is take no thought for tomorrow. That's what Jesus said. Don't worry about am I going to mess up tomorrow and not make it just by that much. You see, when I'm saved... I'm saved. I was bought with a price that I couldn't pay. And that's enough. It doesn't matter what I've done or what I continue to do. I'm saved. Okay? I can't do it in my own, though. I want y'all to understand this today because, you know, I think there's some people here probably that Have tried and tried to do it on their own. You know, I came to a point in my life where I realized if I wanted to go any further in my relationship with God, now listen, I don't want to bring condemnation on anybody today. I don't want you to leave here thinking, man, I've just totally messed up. No, what I want you to understand, and y'all just, y'all bear with me, I want to get this across today. You see, you can live a Christian life without walking daily in the Spirit. And you can go to heaven like that. But there's only going to be so much you can do as a Christian like that. And that may be okay with you. You may be satisfied with that. But if you're not, I came to a point in my life where I was no longer satisfied with how far I had came. You see, I was doing good. I was living the the best I could, but I realized I couldn't go no further in the natural. There were some things holding me back in my relationship with God that I couldn't overcome. You see, some of it wasn't a problem for me. But some things were. And Kevin Alfred couldn't overcome it. No matter how hard I tried, no matter what I tried to do, Kevin Alfred was not capable of stepping over that thing and moving on. pastor of mine used to call it slaying the giants. You know, when David used that slingshot and knocked down Goliath, that didn't kill him. That just knocked him down. David had to pick up that sword and go over there and cut off his head. You see, David finished the job. He slayed the giant. But there's some giants in my life that in the natural I can't slay. I may get over them for a little bit, but they're going to come back with a vengeance most of the time. So I realized I needed something else. I had to get... Closer to God. You see, there was a desire in me to do more for God. See, you can work and serve God in the natural. You know, some of us just have good intentions. Some of us are are taught right by our parents and we know we need to do stuff to help people and to serve at the church and do things. You can do that in the natural. But if you want to do... More than that, there comes a point where you hit a brick wall. And you realize, I can't go no further unless I've got something else to push me along. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You see, there was a point in my life where I realized that I needed the Holy Spirit to push me along. Oh, I knew what the Holy Spirit was. I I felt a little bit of it in me every now and then, and I, I knew that there was... There was something greater, though, than what I had. You know, at this point, I even already knew that God had called me to preach. But try as I might, Kevin couldn't do it. Kevin didn't have nothing in him that could do it in the natural. But listen, when the Holy Spirit came in, See, here's the the cool thing about it. It's not me anymore. I don't have to worry about what I'm not capable of, because listen, I'm not a speaker. I'm not the kind of person that even wants to get up in front of anybody and speak. But if the Holy Spirit comes in, it's not me anymore. You see, I don't have to worry. I don't have to take no thought for tomorrow. How am I going to prepare this sermon for these people? I, I don't have to worry. All fear is gone. You see, every now and then the natural man wants to come in and tell me, you can't do this. And you know what I tell him? You're right. I can't. But it ain't me that does it. See, there's a point to rejoice. Paul told him over there, I think in Romans, he said, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. See, Paul understood what it meant to live in the Spirit and walk in the Spirit. It didn't have nothing to do with what I know, who I am, where I came from what my abilities are, because now it's on His shoulders. You see, when God calls you to do something, it's His responsibility to provide the way to do it. It's His responsibility to provide the abilities to do it. It's not you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You see, why wouldn't anybody want to live like that? I don't understand. But I understand that there are some people that are happy where they are. And maybe I shouldn't have such high expectations of them. I don't know. I guess if they're happy where they are and they're doing the best they can, I can't expect much more. I guess the the point after that where you need to move further, well, that's just all brownie points from there. I don't know. I'm just telling y'all, there was a point where I wanted more. There was a point where I knew I couldn't do anything more than what I'd already done if I didn't have an external source of power. You see, there's a source of power out there that's greater than anything that's in you or anything that's in this world. You don't have to have some special key to get to it. You don't have to have top secret clearance in the government or a lot of money. It's there. You just have to go for it. You just have to ask for it. Say, God, give it to me. God, I want more of you. I want to be closer to you. I want to do more for you. Some of y'all may not understand what I'm talking about today. You may not have reached that point yet in your life. I don't know. Over in Zechariah 4 and 6, y'all know this scripture. It says, Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. You see, that's just how some things get done. There's nobody strong enough. Nobody has enough power to do it in their self. It's only through the moving of the Holy Spirit that some things are accomplished. I'm living proof of that in my life, my own personal life. I could just sit and, and tell somebody event after event after event that if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit moving in my life, that stuff wouldn't have happened. I would not be where I am today. And you may look at me and say, well, you ain't very far. Well, I'm a whole lot further than I was when I started. And I'm a whole lot further than where I was where I couldn't go no further. Now you may be at that point today and think, Oh, i got plenty of room. I can still go further. Well, maybe you can. But I guarantee you, I promise you, with everything that's in me, you will hit a point where you can't. And then you're going to say, Well, what now, God? What now? You wanted me to do this, what am I going to do? I can't do it. You know, I like to remind God all the time, look God, you put me here. Now you better help. <laughs> you may think that's kind of bold of me to say, but listen, I know what the Word says. And I know God wouldn't put me anywhere or have me do anything if He ain't going to provide the way to do it. Now, I am totally relying on Him. Have you ever got to that point in your life? You know, we talked about that in Sunday school this morning. Faith out of desperation. You see, every time, and I, I, listen, I'm i not trying to build myself up in any way. I don't want y'all to think highly of me. Every time I have to prepare a sermon for y'all, it is out of utter desperation. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because there is nothing I can do in myself. If if I get up here and prepare something on my own, y'all are going to be sitting there yawning and going to sleep and think looking at your watch saying, "Man, is he done?" It is going to be so boring. You won't want to come back, I promise you. There is nothing in me that makes any of this possible. I am in so I'm so much in reliance on God that if he don't come through, we might as well just cancel church, I'm going to tell y'all. You see, there I'm at that point all the time where, God, you've got to do something because you put me here. You called me, you wanted me to do this, now I'm relying on you to fulfill it. Because you know there's nothing in me. If you're not there, you'll get there someday. You, you just keep going. You keep waiting on God and and, uh, trying to do what His will is for your life, and you'll start to see you'll come up short. I was 17 years old when God called me to preach. and I don't even know how many years went by before I realized I can't do this on my own. We need the Spirit in our life to make us more than conquerors. Now, see, this Scripture always given me a little bit of trouble. Because no matter where I look in commentaries, I never could find what the more meant. See, God has a way of explaining things to you. And you don't need a commentary. You see... In our Christian life, as in a natural Christian life, you can be a conqueror. And when I say conqueror, I'm talking about overcoming things in your life, spiritual problems you may have, whatever it may be. You can be a conqueror. Do you all understand that? you understand what I mean by conqueror? You can overcome some things. But see, through the Holy Spirit... You're made more than just a conqueror. You can overcome things that... See, I want you all to think think about some movies you've watched or something. Look back in uh, medieval times. You've got all these soldiers with all the armor and they go out there and they just start hitting everybody they can with a sword. And you see the very best they have die. You know, that wasn't the kind of thing... You know, the movies glorify it. And you see, oh, there's always the hero that somehow he just comes through all of it. You know, he'll get out there and kill 50,000 people by himself. That's not the way it happened. If you survived, it was just by the grace of God. It was just not your time yet. You see, they wasted lots of people. To conquer something, there was a whole lot of loss when they conquered something. But see, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit working in us, we become more than just a conqueror. You see, we can overcome things and not lose anything in the process. You understand now what I'm talking about. Because when the Holy Spirit is working, and God puts you in a place, He is not going to put you there to take something away. Unless it's something you didn't need. You see, that's one of the wonderful things about serving God, is no matter how much energy you expend when you are in, in His service and in His will, and the whole, you are walking in the Spirit, you don't lose anything for your efforts. In fact, you normally you gain something. See, that doesn't happen in the real world. That doesn't happen in the natural. In the natural, in my service to God, I'm going to lose something. I'm not talking about He's going to take something away. I'm talking about I'm going to be wore out. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to get to the point where I don't really want to do this anymore because it's more trouble than it's worth. Y'all ever been like that? I'm talking about serving the church now. Y'all ever got to the point where you said, it's just a lot of work. I don't really see anything coming out of it. We well, see, if you know God puts you there, and you're walking in the Spirit, none of that matters. You can hang on. You can keep going. You can keep trudging. Because you're more than just a conqueror. It's not just about what you conquer in your life. It's about things you conquered that you couldn't have done before without the help of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you look at your life right now and you think, <clears throat> Well, I'm doing pretty good. I don't even I don't need the Holy Spirit in that level. I'm doing good the way I am. And I told you all ago that you could. But I want you to just step away from yourself for a minute and Kind of look at yourself and say, could I do better? Could I be happier? Could I feel more strength and more power in my life? Do I really want to stay there? You see, when you step away and you look at yourself, even though you thought you were doing good, why would you want to stay there when it's so easy to do better? I want you all to really think about that today because... Look, you can live a mediocre life and be okay. But you don't have to. You don't even have to really try that hard to to get to that next point. And I want you all to really understand that today. This is not something you have to give up in order to get there. Now, along the way, you may lose some things. But like I said, God don't take them away unless you didn't need them to start with. And I guarantee you, you give something to God, chances are it's going to come back. See, I know some people that have given up things they enjoy doing just so they could serve God. And God will give them back to you. Maybe in a little bit different way. But God is not the kind of God that just wants to tear you down. You see, if He tears you down, it's because He has the intention of rebuilding you. And He's, listen, the way God works, I want y'all to know something about God and the God I serve. When He tears you down, His intention is not just to build you again, He wants to put you back. Better than you ever were. And He wants you to be like He originally made you and designed you. What His intentions were for you. See, God said over, and I believe the book of Jeremiah, He said, I know my thoughts toward you, that they're for peace and good, not evil. When He wants to do something in you, it's for your better But you hit a point where you can't do it without the Spirit of God.